0: Taking your photo booth business from dream to riches is no easy task. We'll be talking to the pros and the biz who will share their secrets to success. Welcome to How to Photo Booth. Say cheese and make dough. Now, here's your host, Jack Hartsman.
1: Welcome back, everybody. I'm Jack Hartsman, your host, and it's time to How to Photo Booth. Welcome back to the program, and we have quite a lineup today from L.A. Photo Party. We have Evan, Lisa, and... And Vivi, thank you all for being on the show. It's very exciting to see all your faces somewhere besides a trade show floor. It's
2: Such a pleasure. Yeah. Hello, yes.
1: So for those of you that know my team, if you're watching this on YouTube or on Facebook, you might recognize the faces. If you don't, we have Vivi here, who is Director of Sales or Software. Is that Software Sales?
2: Is that correct? Software Sales is my game, yes.
1: And Evan and Lisa from the uh, account exec side on the events, the guys that take care of us. And as we just had in our little pre-chat, these are people that really look out for everything that we do. They're photo booth event people. They are the backbone of LA Photo Party. Uh, To that, Lisa, I'd like to start with you, not only because ladies first, but because you came to LA Photo Party as a competitor, as somebody from the photo booth industry and saw the light or saw a light. Recognized it was not a an oncoming train and you jumped on board. How long have you been with the company and what made you leave your own world and come into LA Photo Party?
3: Yeah, I had founded Smile Lounge Photo Booth uh, a bajillion years ago, back when this was becoming a big thing. Quickly became very interested in what LA Photo Party was doing because I'm also in the same Los Angeles market. I ran into Brian at a number of events and trade shows and Um, For those of you who did not have the chance to ever meet Brian, he was just a wonderful human being, and he and I became very, very dear friends. Um, I have always heartily believed that, you know, we need to be a collaboration rather than a competition in this industry. Some of my very best and dearest friends are also photo booth owners and operators, and so Brian and I became very close friends. He had this amazing software and was doing this photo sharing and this green screen keying out. That was just incredible. And I stalked him and I begged him to please let me, let me try it. Let me, let me have that. And then a couple of years later, he actually did release the software and I was one of the um, first to hop on board with that. A few years ago in 2018, I had been operating my business as a solopreneur for a while, needed to step back, focus some more time on my family. And so I talked with Brian and he acquired me and my company, and we were just kind of folded into the whole LA Photo Party family. At the time I became the logistics manager and helped to facilitate from contract to event. Um, I was kind of facilitating everything in the middle. And then a few years ago, about a year and a half ago, right before kind of COVID hit us, I jumped back into a more active role in sales. So doing that direct outreach with our event clients. And that's what I've been doing for the last year and a half.
1: Listen, I think it's great when we have our conversations. It's so apparent to me that you're, you're an owner operator, not just you know the girl on the phone trying to sell me something. And I think it's one of the strengths from what I know about most of you and my dealings with LA Photo Party, you all come from the event side of the world. And whether it's on this podcast that, that I run or the Visual Wow podcast, I've always found that whether you're an event producer or in this case, a photo boother, if you come from the event world, it's much easier to talk about the event in the larger scale, not just in the little widget that that we're showing up to perform with at whatever the event might be. Uh, I see Vivi shaking his head. He, he clearly knows what I'm talking about. Before I dive into into the sales and software side. Evan, how did you join the company? I know you've got some serious tenure with Brian.
0: Yeah. So I joined the company a little over nine years ago. I was actually in grad school at the time, um, going to UCLA. And I had a one of my dearest, bestest friends was a graphic designer and event worker for the company, um, Paul Kulos. And I was just looking for some summer work in between my my second and final year of school, and so Paul Paul told me this gig was great that he had the super cool boss and he got me a quote unquote interview which was a phone call with Brian that lasted about two minutes and he asked me immediately to sing Happy Birthday on the phone. Immediately, I could tell that this. Wait a minute!
1: Wait a minute! Yeah. I have some really cool things that I do on interviews. That's what I've got to add to my repertoire. Did it Did it work? Did you hold tune? Or I know you've been there for a few years, so it must've been effective.
0: I can almost carry a tune if you give me a bucket. Um, however, for Brian, the reason he did it wasn't about your, your vocal attributes, but it was about, are you fun? Are you willing to just dive in and do a thing? And I think that that encapsulates so much of what I have seen at LA Photo Party throughout my, my nine years with the company constantly us just going, hey, this is an interesting idea. Is this even possible? I don't know. We're going to figure it out right now. A client asked us if we can go climb this mountain. All right. Well, I don't have a nice pick, but we'll figure it out along the way. And my kind of ascendancy in the company followed that same track. I started out as just working events. And then I said, hey, this is cool. Can I come do stuff at the office? And I started in uh, tech support and I started testing graphics for events. It was right around when we were releasing the precursor to the infinite, the photo party station and the green screen software that Lisa was talking about, the, the early, early stages of PBU. And really quickly I just like clicked with Brian and the culture. I enjoyed hunkering down in front of a computer and and figuring out the the really deep intricacies of this software. And well, being a guy who the only guy in the world who was spending, you know, five, six, eight hours a day playing with this stuff, I soon became the go-to guy for PBU, because we had the developer making it, but I was spending the time on the ground floor actually using it. So Bri I would tell Brian, hey, this isn't working, you gotta fix this, or, or like, this is all messed up. We we gotta do this, we've got to figure out a way to export file settings, we've got to clean up this, we've got to do that. And it became a really great way to not just learn the industry or what I was doing, but to form a relationship and a place in the company and with Brian.
1: I love these stories. I say to the listening audience, I've always thought that one of LA Photo Party's greatest attributes is the one you don't even talk about. And that's the backbone of your company is event people. Your people that have been in the trenches going through the same trials and tribulations that, that we're all going through. So then I, let's turn our attention to the sales guy. Let's talk to Vivi, who is the guy who is in charge of uh, the software itself and the sales thereof, s- selling the widgets to the rest of us. Vivi, tell, tell the listening audience what you're all about and how you came to work with LA Photo
2: Party. Right. Hi, everyone. I am basically our software sales specialist. I make sure that everyone's software needs are taken care of. Now, how I joined LAPP... Is a bit of a story in and of itself. I helped the company move headquarters from one office to another when we decided that we needed more space as opposed to what the company had before. And I was having, lefty, having lifting a lot of heavy things and walking around and putting them down. And then eventually when day two of the move was done, I asked uh, some of the other team members, so who runs the company? And I was told this guy named Brian. And I'm pretty direct. Uh, at the best of time. So I just said, can I have a meeting? And they went, okay. I waited about you know, 15 minutes and then Brian pops his head out the door and he says, hi, how are you doing? And I said, hi, I know computer things. Are you hiring? And he looks at me and he goes, uh, we always are. I mean, there's a spot in tech support. And I said, great. When can I start? And he said, tomorrow. And that was that. Talk about, you know, cutting your teeth in the trenches. I was immediately thrown into events. And it's so interesting where you've got your client panicking as they do. It's your first event. You're going, OK, I need to fix this. And then there's all of that. It's just a holistic. We all know that we're event people. We've come from that world. So as we wear many different hats in different parts of the company, it really did help us out. So that's me and my story.
1: So let's do a quick roundtable. Uh, we'll do a roundtable, quick sound off on questions. I'm going to throw up a question. Uh, Lisa, first to you What's the worst thing that happens to everybody at a photo booth job?
3: The printer doesn't work.
1: Evan, what's the second worst thing?
0: Uh, the client doesn't have a power drop for you.
1: And uh, Vivi, do you have enough event experience to throw in the third one there?
2: I'll tell you now. Um, why haven't I received my picture yet?
1: You know, I got that one last night at an event. I- I'm based in DC. I went up to New York to do a job last night and uh, great participants, the participants of the event were pharmaceutical people. They were having a blast. It was a beautiful night in New Jersey. We were overlooking the Manhattan skyline. The client, however, a little uptight about a lot of things. And wouldn't you know, it was her picture that she texted to herself that didn't get to her. And I was sure everything was working properly. And, you know, far be it for me to show her that she typed in the wrong phone number. We call those the Monday morning headache pictures. And this one came on a Wednesday night
2: oh dear. Oh dear. Oh dear.
1: to the one in the, all of you. I, I really appreciate you being here. I will tell you that Evan, the story about Brian and the sing happy birthday. It, it makes so much sense to me. I have a unique thing that I do when we have our seasonal, uh, I hate to use the term cattle call for, for new photo boothers. Uh, we're a big company and, and we have about 25 or 30 weekend warriors and I usually aggregate about 12 or 15 people and I bring them all into our studio and have a, a joint, you know, come in, grab some pizza, grab a soft drink, sit down at the table. And I interview everybody at the same time makes people really uncomfortable. And a lot of people get very squirmish for the first five or 10 minutes. And I say to them, listen, we have to walk into events and bring calm to chaos. And so for you not to be able to walk into this room of 10 or 12 strangers that are basically all the same age, all looking for the same kind of job. You need to look down deep inside of yourself and say, am I ready to be an event person? Am I ready to to join the photo booth world and and grab this box and walk into anybody's gala, bar mitzvah, wedding, whatever it might be, and and be a focal point to their event? Again, it's not like singing happy birthday. It's just my version of it.
3: Well, it's funny you mentioned that because we also have a group interview policy, but kind of on the flip side, we don't bring all the candidates into one office and you talk to them, we bring all of the office into one room with the candidate. And we have this round table interview with the candidate. So similar idea, but you know, part of that whole philosophy of you know you need to be part of this team.
1: I always tell people that the hardest part about being in this industry, really learning how to be in this industry is knowing which door to walk into in the hotel and who the first person you ask, where's the power drop? So let's open this up. Let's talk about first, I'm looking at all three of you on a screen. The listening audience is looking at all three of you through a speaker. And you all, by the way, you all look fantastic for radio and for podcasting. I just wanna go on the record about that. So here's the first question of the day. You guys can uh, decide who's gonna answer it first. And that is the simple 800 pound gorilla uh, in the room is how'd you make it through COVID? What has LA Photo Party been doing to kind of get ready for the world to come back to life. It has come back to life in some form or another. Let's get us up to current 2021. I pick Lisa cuz I'm looking at her.
3: <laughs> you know, no doubt the pandemic was a challenge for us as for a lot of our partners. We have a new leader now, David Miller, who took over the business from Brian a couple of years ago. I have to give him a lot of credit for you know, doing the things that he needed to do during this time, finding the money to help keep as many of us on board as he could during this last 18 months. You know, I don't know if he'll want me to say this or not, so we may have to edit it out, but, you know, he doesn't take a salary through this whole process so that he has more money to be able to offer our staff. Um, We were able to keep our developers working and we were able to keep our tech support working so that we were still able to support our booth owners and operators, people who are buying our products and our software. For those of us in sales for for Evan and myself and some of the event team, you know, we were able to work on on a a work share program because they went out and found these opportunities to kind of keep food on our table as well. So I really have to give our company credit um, for for doing that for us in that interim. What that also allowed us to do was to keep our developers looking at new ways to improve our product. I know I can't talk about some of the things that we're going to be introducing at PBX, but we do have some new items that we're going to be introducing to you all that we're able to, to develop those over this time as well. So I mean, I really do have to give the company credit for, like I said earlier, we got your back and they've got my back.
1: I'd like to say that I hope when when you reach out to David and you ask him, can I are you okay with me saying that about not taking a salary? I hope he says it's okay because anybody who owns a photo booth company, whether you're a single photo booth guy or a big company, you understand. I understand because I did it for 18 months, too. Uh, We didn't take salaries so that we could afford to keep our staff going. So that when we came out of this, we didn't know if it was going to be in 30 days or 90 days or whatever it was, we would be back here waiting for the customers who would have no concept and no clue what how hard this has been on all of us to stay afloat, to stay focused. So David, I, I give you great kudos for the way your staff is talking about you and the sacrifices you have personally made and professionally made to keep LA Photo Party moving in a forward direction. That all said, kudos to David. And now back to our regular scheduled program. Evan, uh, what's, on, what's on the agenda? Tell me something new and exciting about LA Photo Party or what's on your plate. Uh, I know you and Lisa deal with a lot of customers. What is your ear hearing in the world? And what do you see coming down the pike as we're entering the fall season? Some of us are being affected by the Delta variant more than others. What are your customers telling you? So
0: I work particularly with a lot of entertainment clients, a lot of film, television studios, etc., And even during the past year and a half, we've been trying to find ways to continue our, our promotional pushes. And so now really we're just finding ways to extend those things as, as from a entirely virtual or hybrid world into a uh, hybrid, more focusing on live world. Something that we started doing right away was uh, drive-through ops using, you, you know, good old-fashioned barcode scanning, doing either photo or video ops, uh, whether on a set or a green screen or whatever. Um, And that was a great way to keep the feeling of live events going, because I think that everybody's kind of found that virtual events are really useful, but you lose some of that in-person momentum. Now, people are really looking for ways that they can really, as safely as possible, uh, bring people back into those shared spaces. And that's something that we've continued to do. The use of QR codes, both in sharing and just it, for our virtual products, like our, like our virtual photo booth uh, um, have been really, really huge. Anything that you can that we've been able to put the guest photo or the guest experience directly to them while still sharing it with them it has been really big. Um, and it's really allowed expansion back into, into live activations and markets. I just had a screening for a film that I won't mention uh, about two or three weeks ago where we did live in-person activations, changing the way that we approach things entirely, you know, with direct QR code sharing, with fully masked and tested uh, uh, staff, wiping every surface down even when the guest isn't touching them um, and looking to make the, the processes smooth, welcoming, and safe. As, as possible as much as we can. It's really just about merging this virtual world that we've been living in with the, the live space that we all miss so much and making sure that we do it smartly, safely.
1: So let me let me come back to something you just said, which was, so I'm, I'm about as stubborn a photo boother as you're ever going to find. And coming from a guy who owns 25 photo booths, that sounds like a, you know, kind of a strange statement, but my business partners wanted me to get into the photo booth world three or four years before I did uh, in 2000. I think I got in in 2009. And in 2005, they started asking me to get a, and as a professional photographer, you know, photo booths were the antichrist to my life. And God forbid, I'm going to have a, a camera with a box in it sitting in one of my parties. That's just not going to happen. I saw a guy from uh, a graduate student from George Washington University, I think, uh, selling a, a a photo booth for $250 on on Craigslist. And it was basically a, a two by four box, six feet tall. It was like a vertical coffin with a, with a camera and a screen on it. And I bought it and I, I left it sitting in my studio for six months. And I just stared at it to figure out how to build a better photo booth. That, ladies and gentlemen, is how I got into the photo booth world. I bring this up because the virtual photo booth world, I fought for the first few months of COVID saying nobody's going to possibly be dumb enough to buy into that. And, and it has become something really great and really successful. And LA Photo Party has had a great, uh, put out a great product about that. And I think a lot of other people that I've spoken to kind of were a little wishy-washy about the virtual photo booth. Evan or Vivi, let's talk about the, the actual crux of how it works and and what it is to offer to the customer.
0: I'll let Vivi really talk about the, the nitty gritty and, and the specs of it because uh, God, who doesn't want to hear that voice say just, just anything? But what I think is really valuable to the virtual photo booth is the way that you can use it it is never going to replace your in person experience but what it can do instead is expand the the ability and expand your reach i think i think of it really is more of a ideally a complement i often sell it as an add on as opposed to a replacement now when we were all walked away at home doing everything virtually, it was very different, but now it's actually a really great way to extend the experience to those people who can't be there, whether you're talking about a movie premiere, you're talking about a wedding or a bar mitzvah or whatever. It's actually a way to make everything more inclusive. Um, it's a really slick, sweet package. Vivi, I'll let, I'll let you take
2: it away. I mean, Evan, I think you've, you know, made some really, really valid points there. One thing that we, kept in mind the entire time while we were attempting to see what we do during the the last 18 months was to try and recognize, okay, we miss the spirit of being together. So what does being together actually mean? And we didn't realize at the time, but our virtual booth product has actually been in development for a very, very long time. And we pulled it off the uh, proverbial virtual shelf, dusted it off, and brought it into 2020, recognising that this is now something that could prove useful considering what the current pandemic is doing. How it works? Really simple. A guest is going to come through to a website. They will upload a picture that they already have on their gallery, or they can take a picture using a camera that they already have, insert themselves into a beautiful website which has a template and a design that you've already put together, and then they can send that to themselves or download it immediately on the device that they're using. The great thing about this is that as we're being forced to stay apart, this was something that could bring everyone together. We had several high school graduations because graduations were a thing that you couldn't longer do during that time. Uh, I know Lisa and Evan worked tirelessly to make sure that Virtual Booth got into the hands of those sorts of clients who needed that the most. It's such a crucial thing to recognize that we are in the entertainment business. As photo boothers and as event professionals, our job is to create experiences and memories. Figuring out how to do that digitally or in a hybrid world or whatever the world is going to be in the next few months is of paramount importance. And this is why we need to be service-oriented first, experience and memory-oriented driven. And I think that's what's going to see all of us through with the next few weeks as the Delta variant ends its course.
1: I think those are probably some of the most profound words in the event industry globally forget about just the photo booth side of it what we we create experiences uh our company uh our company tagline is we deliver happiness one event at a time uh if, if we as photo boothers think that our job is to snap pictures uh it, it absolutely is not our, our job is to to ensure that that the people who come to our station leave happier than they arrived and and we are there to be an integral part of the of the entertainment experience of whatever that event may be uh we're we're just as important as the caterer we're just as important as the food uh people should walk away with a big smile on their face and want to come back for more everybody on board with that one
3: absolutely i always used to say every time i go to work i go to a party
1: yeah and i'm actually 90 years old i always say that keeping people you know event industry keeps you young and so i i'm a big advocate of the event industry It, it makes us happy it Uh, going to parties every night. It's rejuvenating. It's absolutely rejuvenating. So which one of you wants to talk about what the future holds? Uh, Where do you see the industry going? What is coming down the pike that LA photo party? I know you can't talk about certain specifics, but what's new and exciting? What's been in development? You have the drone photo booth that hovers over the party and uh, you know, what's going on with that?
3: I think the FCC kind of put the kibosh on that with the drones. We continue to see this hybrid marrying the on-site events with with the virtual because i think as the world has become a zoom environment we're all working from home we're not traveling as much right now people who are still able to have events on site want to be able to offer a component of that experience to their guests who are not able to make it so um, we're still seeing a lot of that hybrid with the virtual and the on-site i also see as this Delta and Lambda and Zeta variants are coming into play, that we're probably gonna see more um, micro weddings take a bigger role in 2021, the rest of 2021 and 2022. Um, I think the social market is going to continue to be a bigger player, um, maybe than the corporate right now, because I think that corporations are still a little more hesitant to Take on that risk and responsibility of hosting a large event. I I don't know that you know if you're seeing this in your market, Jack, but there are some hesitations and cancellations. VidCon just canceled, several concert um, promoters are canceling tours that are happening, and so you know we're having to shift some of our attention into some of the smaller social events um, because those are still able to happen primarily in outdoor venues. We'll see how that affects with the indoor venues as as the fall kind of plays out.
1: We, uh, we actually lost two pieces of business day before yesterday. Uh, we had a holiday party, really big 1500 person holiday party move, a fall gala move from September to December with the fingers crossed that they'll be able to do it in December. Uh, and then we lost a a medical company who was doing an incentive program for their sales de- divisions, which they have decided to push off and hopefully turn into a holiday party in December or January, but they were th- those are jobs that were two weeks from now. You know the optics aren't right. We have not seen this happen at least here in the d c area. We have not seen uh the delta variant bother us in the wedding world or in the bar mitzvah world other than just You know, re-emphasis on mask, re-emphasis on hand stuff, uh, sanitizer at the stations, things like that. But, you know, you guys are on the West Coast. I'm on on the other coast. I I think all responsible photo boothers have bought more hand sanitizers in the last six months than they've ever probably bought in their whole life. It's sitting next to my case of DNP paper is the case of the hand sanitizer. It's right between the props and the folders. So I, I think that we all have to be diligent. Parties are going to keep happening. We are creatures of habit. We want to be together. We are not meant for solitude, and I think that is going to be the resounding thing that not only keeps our industry alive, but it keeps our businesses alive. As long as we stay mean and lean, and we and we be smart about it. Tell me what you guys have gotten on your on uh, either on the west coast or from your customers about prop. We have uh, reluctantly started to put props out more because clients have been demanding it. We did not put out props for eighteen months. We just did not want the responsibility of, you're never going to clean it well enough. And I, I, we do too many bar mitzvahs to worry about props. What do you guys think about that?
3: I don't see us offering props at all, again.
1: Wait, again, ever? Or just again, until the coast is clear?
3: If it were up to me, I would never bring a prop to a party, ever Girlfriend, again.
1: I'm buying you dinner the next time I get to LA, because... <laughs> I think props are the Achilles heel of our industry, but I don't like boutonnieres either. So I'm I'm with you. I just tell the customer, get your own $20 prop box of props from Amazon.
3: That's exactly what we have been saying. You know, we don't want to take on the, the risk and the liability of having any dirty equipment that is being reused. If a client wants to provide their own, we keep them on a separate table and they're able to use them if they'd like. None of my clients have opted for props at all. I'm hoping that we're past the idea of thinking that, big glasses and funny lips make anybody look good. I just see so much more interactivity with the guests when they're able to, to be their own self in front of a camera.
1: I got to cover myself on this one. That was the photo booth operator that was making those comments to you, not the podcast host. So to Gio and my other buddies in the prop world that I buy props from, I'm really sorry, guys. I think props are the coolest thing in the whole world. I think every photo booth should have twice as many as they need and uh, nothing bad came out of my mouth about the prop world. And now back to our regular scheduled program. Evan, what do you think is coming down with any changes uh, operationally? Do you think that we're, we're going to be looking forward to or, or things that LA Photo Party has developed that you think has been, is really going to help? I mean, I've changed my business card to a QR-based uh, business card. So my business card has my logo on the front and a QR code with my phone number and a QR code on the back that takes people to exactly where I want them to go. So, what other developments with QR or other devices like that has um, LAPP come up with to help in the software delivery of your product?
0: Well, there's some things that uh, that we can't talk about yet because they're they're to be released. Um, but really, we're just looking for we continue to explore ways to offer uh, um, everything quicker easier, more simply, um, maybe that's what the name of the game is. We've been on the RFID barcode and QR code band like a wagon for a long time developing those. It hasn't been to the past year or so where we've obviously paid a lot more attention to it. But I'm finding that I use things like QR codes are a great example. Just be, it doesn't even have to be a part of the actual flow of our software for us to use it in a really smart way. I mentioned those virtual booths before uh, one of my favorite things to do it is, is to sell as an add-on a virtual booth and then the in the just supply a print quality QR code for guests to uh, for us to either print out signage, for them to include it in their postcards or, or whatever. And then instantly we have another link to it. In the same way we've we've worked with our existing mosaic software, offering it as a streaming live service, as opposed to just. Something being physically in the space or in addition to it being something physically in the space, hosting it on Twitch or YouTube, having one of our support team uh, monitor and moderate it from there and allowing guests instant access to it. I think that we're just going to continue to streamline the ways that we bring guests to us and the way that we get their images to them.
1: So as we wrap up, I know that LA Photo Party is a very easy organization. If I was having an interview right now with a single person, I would ask you for your social channels. I think everybody who is listening to this broadcast right now knows who LA Photo Party is and how to get a hold of them. Uh, but Vivi, before I ask you my last question, why don't you just uh, give our listening audience just a, a little bit of a direct line on what's the easiest way to get a hold of you guys if they're really in trouble they, or, or they just need to talk about something?
2: So one of the easiest things to do, if you have an event that you want to get in touch with us about, email sales at laphotoparty.com. If you have just general questions, if you want to brainstorm, we do make ourselves available just to chat, just to make ourselves open to discussing something that someone could need. And that would be info at laphotoparty.com, I believe. One major thing that you can also do is join our photo Photo Party Upload User Group, where we have thousands of people who use our hardware and software, and they can jump in, ask us any questions. We, as a team, respond there. We offer tech support queries over there as well. So those are the best ways to get a hold of us as a company and entity. Head over to our software website, where you go to laphotoparty.com. Head over there. You can get our contact form, and it'll direct you pretty much to where you need to be for your specific query can also check out some cool activations, hardware, software products.
1: So does the accent come with all the other things uh, on the website, or is it just when you show up?
2: 99 cent extra.
1: I understand completely. So uh, listen, as we wrap up here, guys, uh, and uh, Vivi, I'm going to wrap up with you as somebody who personally helped me out two years ago when my company was making a jump from an existing software to, you know, I I don't want to say anything disparaging about anybody else's software, I'm a guy who talks about whether I'm talking to my photographer colleagues or my photo booth colleagues, my purpose in this podcast is tried and proven things, plain and simple. If it makes the world easier, if it makes my job easier, then it's good enough for everybody else. You really addressed an issue that I had with my company that was growing very quickly that uh, we use PBU on basically the backbone of, of all of our photo booths because it's stable because it does the job, it does it exceptionally well, and it does it without glitches and without too much, you don't need a PhD to run it. And I really, I, I not only give you all kudos for how the software itself runs, but how you handled my personal situation Vivi, uh, two years ago, because it, it, you took the time to understand my needs as a very quickly growing photo booth company. Um, what, What do you say to the listening audience who is maybe a two or three photo booth right now. And they're looking for five or six in the future. The single guy who's thinking about going into the second booth. You know, um, you all come from a photo booth background. How do you reach out and tell people you really are legitimately here to help? It's not all about sales, but it's finding solutions.
2: You know, one of the things that I always love to meet with is I'm here in service to you. We all are. We use our own products in the field. Everyone who is part of the team has worked an event at some point. They've seen how clients can quickly panic and that you have to be the one to steady the ship. The last thing you want to think about is whether your hardware or whether your software is going to let you down and not be reliable. This is why everything we offer is battle-tested and we use it on a consistent, nearly daily basis. So we have confidence in offering you something to say, well, we stand by it because we use it ourselves. That being said, we also need to recognize that, you know, sometimes things go wrong and sometimes you have to cover things and do what you can. There will never be a perfect solution to everything. This is why having support that looks after you and understands you and your needs is incredibly important. So while our three divisions work together, it's a combined experience of a, you know, a hardware team, a software team, and an events team that come to make sure that you, as someone who comes to us as a company, are taken care of in any way, shape, or form. And we take that right the way through our corporate culture. There's a huge amount of pride in everything that everyone does. You can walk into anyone's office, at anyone's desk, someone will be willing to help you to understand your problem and to understand your issues. That's on an internal level. We make sure that that permeates externally as well. Our support team will try to make sure they take care of your problem and understand where you're coming from. Our events team, our account managers and execs, will always try to make sure how can we make your event as memorable and as beautiful and incredible as possible for you and your guests. On our software side, we endeavor to make sure we provide you with reliable, powerful, and really, really feature-rich software. Hardware team, same story. We are vertically integrated, very proud of it, we can't wait to assist you to make sure that whatever your vision is, we can bring to life.
1: Dude, you just said it all right there. To the entire team at LA Photo Party, Evan, Lisa, Vivi, I really appreciate your time today. I know everyone's got busy schedules. We're all ramping up for the season. I know it's not easy to get all three of you together. I truly appreciate it. Uh, Rob, if you're listening, I really appreciate you making this all come together, getting the whole team on board. Uh, I, I really do appreciate all of you. I appreciate what you do for our industry. And I hope when you have something new and exciting to share pre or post a big conference trade show that you uh, feel the uh, open harms here to come back on the How to Photo Booth podcast and share it with our listening audience. Thanks again, everybody. I'm Jack Archman, your host, and we will see you next time. Take care. Bye-bye.
0: Thanks for listening to How to Photo Booth. Get our top five tips for photo booth success on our website, howtophotobooth.com. Leave us a five-star review and subscribe. For
2: more info about the show, email jack at howtophotobooth.com.